Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. By the nines, it is Elder Scrolls off the record for episode number 51, and I am Joe the Widget Wilson, lead host for this fine episode and this fine show, and joining me, the writer extraordinaire, my right-hand man, Mr. Ivarwin. Hey Joe, hello chat room, how is everyone doing tonight? Fantabulous! And joining us as always, oh wait, Lou is not here tonight. Ah. He couldn't make it again. Unfortunately, he is having severe pain in his lower jaw. He had uh, wisdom teeth pulled recently. Mm. So he is on the Vicodin right now. We miss him and wish him the best. This is two episodes in a row without him. It just feels really weird. Poor Lou. I need my lore segment, man. Where's our lore master? I know, right? Jeez. Jeez. Come back, Lou. Come back. I was going to say fired, but I couldn't squeeze it out. It just wouldn't feel right. And joining us, trying not to gag, Mr. David Deanforce Adams. Yeah, some died above my room, but I'm I'm man enough. I'm taking it, taking it like it's oh god, it smells so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your cat to quit stashing his kills in your walls. Uh, it smells, smells like it. It really does. Oh my god. All right, and joining us as always is our newest host and newest staff member, Mr. Shank the Tank. What is up, Internet? So awesome to be back here recording another phenomenal episode after a long day of work. This is just what I needed. You were low again on me. Stop being I, low. Talk into your mic. I am. <laughs> I'm just yeah. turn up the game. Shane got a new microphone. <laughs> yeah. So it's a matter of play right now with that. And he's sounding shanktastic. Shanktabulous. Shankorific. Shank a wow. sexual. <laughs> Queer eye for the shank guy. Thanks a lot, Dave. Now there's going to be a parade. <laughs> Great. <laughs> this episode today, if we get way off color and get too many hate mails, is brought to you by who, Mystery of Arwen? Tweaked Audio's PB Green Yellow Edition earbuds for $14.95 on their website, tweakedaudio.com. We can uh, offer you the uh, the code off the record. All right, I'll get you them for $5.08. These extremely high-quality earphones put out sound, quality, and clarity of earbuds twice the price and are shipped to you for free worldwide. They have gold-plated connection to ensure optimal sound clarity and a flat, tangle-free cord and inline one-button microphone with a free storage pouch. Off the record, get you what you want. Drop that in. And it brings your price down from fourteen ninety five to five dollars and eight cents. Yes, we did the widget math on that. With free worldwide shipping, <laughs> unbeatable customer service, 
and a lifetime warranty all at tweakedaudio.com. That's a new thing, I guess. Damn it. Widget math. Hashtag it, guys. <laughs> hey, 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 last week's episode with that whole widget math scenario was pretty popular. So I'm going to be doing oh. something else with that in the future. Oh. Some more stats horrifics with some kind of weird math in, involved for giggles. Anyway, before we start, what do we got here, Varwin? Something quick to mention. Uh, our friends over at Zenimax Online Studios, they featured our 50th episode on the ESO official Facebook page. Uh, it's great to be, you know, part of the ESO Elder Scrolls community and uh, public support from, from Zoss and Bethesda is extremely exciting and encouraging. So thank you very, very much for doing that. <laughs> Sorry, someone in chat room threw me off. Archmage said that he found a, uh, a formula for widget math. <laughs> yeah, is it anything too? like uh, foil first outer inner last and then just you know put in brackets F for fail no anyway no <laughs> so we're gonna get one of our major talking points for off the bat because it's Elder Scrolls Online I know mm. I love it uh, let me see here we're gonna scroll down and I was I failed at my job and not scroll down far enough <sighs> yeah I know it, it's, it's wah, wah. anyway TESO Online, a.k.a. Elder Scrolls Online Twitter, this week had a few things to say. A few things that got me really excited. I'm just saying. When I saw it, I was like, <laughs> well, another nerdgasm moment. <laughs> we are known for those. So Max Online Studios got chatty this week on Twitter, and we loved it, stating a few things you may want to be aware of. What's the first one we got here, Varwin? Oh, this is a direct quote from their Twitter, and they said, We won't be releasing ESO until later this year, 2013. Uh, but signups for beta will begin soon. Keep an eye out. And they continue to say stuff like, uh, The best way to ensure you know when beta signups begin is to follow their Twitter feed, which is at TESO or TES online. Um, they also said, we'll discuss our business model for ESO closer to launch later this year. Hope you'll stick with us. We're not going to not stick with you, that's for sure. And what was the wrap-up on this? Uh, well, they also wanted to confirm that a, uh, a game controller, a console constro- controller, is not how they're programming the game. Um, so they're, they're programming the game specifically for keyboard and mouse only. That was confirmed. And uh, also... Matt Fire and uh, Paul Sage were interviewed this week on the official Bethesda podcast and uh, answered questions that had been tweeted with the hashtag AskESO. Um, the, uh, the podcast will be broadcasting later this month and will be available at bethblog.com forward slash podcast. And that too was uh, confirmed by at TES online. I guarantee you when that comes out, we'll be uh, snipping out pieces of it for the following Ellis Rules Out the Record episode. Oh, yeah. For discussion points. Uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, but the beta, that's what got me giddy. Just them yeah. mentioning the word beta got me giddy. <laughs> so hopefully <laughs> that will be ha- happening very soon. What do you guys What do you guys think about that? I, uh, I'm just, I'm speechless. I'm so ridiculously excited for it. I can't wait for it. And coming from i guess last year when i was really hating on this game i there's like i am so beyond excited for this now it's ridiculous i i remember seeing a tweet a tweet earlier where they stated that the beta signups will happen within the next couple of months 
yeah i mean i think that's that's what everyone's really hoping is um is that is that it's coming out within the next few months so well the beta yeah yeah so well that's what they said they said in the next few months yeah Yeah, well that's just signups it doesn't ensure that that's going to actually start um oftentimes companies will do signups sometimes up to a month prior to doing beta and then they'll do early beta signups. So what early beta, or what they call first version beta or alpha beta, is usually no more than 10% of the usual signup, depending on what they are focusing on. And it's usually based on a couple factors. Early beta usually is your system specs, like what they're trying to test, um, age, and different factors are involved in that. So the first round of beta is going to be a very small beta, probably 10% of what signed up will get in um, oftentimes when you sign up for beta it could take two three months uh, maybe less to get in so don't get you know disheartened when you hear that beta invites are going out and you haven't gotten one yet it will happen in time nice uh, I had a I had a question so with this the beta because um, I remember at least getting in on the planet side beta and it was like minimal content and whatnot but so do you think that they're going to do, I guess, the same sort of formula where you're confined to a, a much smaller area than the actual uh, oh, yeah. final game? Or the first like- few months are going to be very restrictive. It's going to be focus testing based. So what they're trying to do in the early parts of the beta is to get numbers to test certain things like dungeons or to test raid environments or PvP issues. And they'll say, like, okay, this week we're focusing on this, and they'll put everybody in this scenario. Like, you may not be able to go to each faction. You may only be able to play one faction because they want to test that area. That's going to happen until they do open beta. Open beta is when the vast majority of everyone who signed up gets in, and that usually happens one to two months prior to the game release. Ah, uh, gotcha, okay. And that's when everything gets unlocked, and that's when they're simply testing the load on the server and doing that's, bug that's fixes. That's the best part. Yeah, that's when it gets exciting. Um, yeah. I, I love doing alpha testing. I'm all for it. Zenimax, you know, right here, this guy will do it, no problem. Done it a thousand <laughs> times. Um, I remember for Plan Side too, I got into the early alpha. I was on when they had no more than 300 people beta testing. Wow. So I played that game months, months before it launched, and it was very, very specific. We were only able to do one one part of one continent, like one base of one continent, which in that terms, that game was. Very, very tiny, small parts portion of the map. So I would expect if you get into early beta, you're going to be expected to actually give them your opinion. And okay, that's, that'd be, wow, that's really cool. So I look forward to doing it. I really hope I get into it. Because I can't wait to give them my opinions. They hear it every week, so why not give it to them some more? <laughs> I'm, sure ever, I'm sure they'll be looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, I think I've talked too much. You guys have anything else, last thing you want to say on this before we move on? No, I, I think I, I think uh, I think the the beta stuff is is super exciting. Everyone's been asking about it. Um, just knowing that it's coming out in the next few months, you know. I mean, Joe, you put it perfectly. And, and to be honest, I think a lot of that information that you you gave was was uh, necessary. You know, at least it from you know for the listeners, maybe they'll they'll have a chance to you know kind of take a look at maybe what would be on a calendar on a normal beta. And hopefully, uh, hopefully that's that's what this the schedule looks like. Yeah, yeah. Stephen in chat room said that uh, he wants to be a game designer and he wants to get into the testing for the experience that part of it. It's a good thing to experience, it really is. Yeah. Um, 
I got I I'm gonna say this once on the show. I mean, I'll say this to everybody. I, I used to be in the game industry. I worked in the game industry for several years, mm-hmm. and I started out the same way the vast majority of people have started out in the industry, and that's becoming a paid tester. So I worked at the facility, testing the games there. Um, beta signups are simply for what they call online beta signups are simply for. Uh, mass testing and it's uh, let me see I'm trying to get the words here it's volunteer basis so obviously you will not get paid um, <laughs> but if you want to become in the game industry one of your best starts the best way to start is to get a job as a paid tester however the cities that people or that the game industries are in are very very limited so you have to actually do your research on that um, okay let's move on there's an email we want to get into really quick before we get into uh, Shanks play of the week I'm actually going to let Shank read this. <laughs> All right, here we go, listeners. <clears throat> this was uh, I. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. I, I saw this email and I, I was grinning ear to ear. So this is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. <clears throat> if one word in my mind would describe Shank accurately, is dot 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 racist in all caps. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. Hard-hitting email right there. Yeah, really. God, my, pulling my no punches. <laughs> my first ever and favorite so far character was an Argonian. They are my favorite race in Skyrim, and for that reason, I am the opposite of Shank. Another reason is that I always need a quest to keep myself entertained in a game. I can't really explore without an objective to go to. That is all for now, and I hope Shank sees this. Alex S. Well, not <laughs> only... Not only did he see it, he read it. All right. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. I don't know what to say except for thank you for your email. I mean, this this made my day. I'm not even kidding. Thank you for calling me a racist. <laughs> this was, I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty good because I, I think this just show, goes to show you that like. I mean, this. If if I got anything out of this email, it was that there are so many different ways to play this game. Honestly, I mean, like this guy, he said he's the complete opposite of me, of me, and I bet you he's having just as much fun as I am. And that just goes to show you that this game is like, it's got such a ridiculously broad spectrum of like the audience, and it's it's just it that that alone is pretty awesome. But uh, Alex S, thank you for your <laughs> thoughtful and uh, <laughs> meaningful email. Yeah. To call Shank out on his first official episode. <laughs> <laughs> We've gotten so much response about the whole Argonian thing. Yeah, you guys can I just all hate Argonians. I'm, I'm the only person on this network that don't doesn't like Argonians. Everybody yeah. else doesn't really have a problem with it, but it's just me. And In my play, I, I may have a point to make about that, but we'll get that later. And I don't <laughs> know about you guys, but the whole talk of beta makes it hard for me to even focus on the show right now. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Pity. All right, Shank. It's it's all you, man. All right, bro. Dude. So I had a pretty freaking awesome week in uh, in my Elder Scrolls Tamriel universe here, and uh, I was telling Joe on this uh, on the live stream. But I feel like most of my play- week in game comes from like live streaming with Joe and just like chatting with him in Skype in the chat room and stuff. Which is, I mean, to be honest, that's really fun because that just I love like just sitting there and chatting with you guys. You know about that that almost had a connotation of but. I was expecting you to say but afterwards. Oh, no. So. <laughs> no, no, no buts, dude, except for my the, the butt on my Dobofloss chick. But, uh, you know. That's, that's uh, something to stare at, though. 
Oh, dude, of course. Third person, that ish. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, so let's uh, let me start with Oblivion. So I live streamed with Joe for a while, and um, people who joined my previous live stream know that I, I've been doing the Thieves uh, Thieves Guild a lot. And uh, when I finished the last one, I was actually in Bravel. So I was like, you know what? I don't really want to do quests this time because I kind of did a lot of quests. So I asked the chat room. I was like, guys, do you want to just see me like walk around? And the, the almost universally, the chat room was like, yes, 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 walk around. The two people in the chat room that day were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, both of them <laughs> the whole two guys so yeah it was pretty sweet I uh, I actually started in Bravel and just kept walking west I planned on going to uh, Skingrod then north to Coral but uh, on the way guys and uh, chat room please um, let me know if you guys have found this out because uh, both Joe and I I think ended up finding this I found it literally two minutes after you said hey Joe look at this you ever seen this before I know, yeah. So, I found this house like almost every single time. But there's an isolated house. Okay, it's in the West Weald, and if you don't know what the West Weald is, it's the region between Skingrod and Bravel, and it's at the like base of a hill, and it's literally called Isolated House. It's not marked on the map at all, and it's just there's just nothing in there except for two bandits. And I've always like, sees I look at something like this in the game. And you almost wondered, like, did Bethesda purposefully not mark this on the map? Because your brain, at least my head, like, I was instantly starting to make up stories in my head as to, like, why this house was there in the first place. Like, did something nefarious go on in there? Like, there was, like, there a murder or something that happened well, in there? What? They're bandits. Lord, um, Lord Weaselfish, interesting little name in the chat room, says that it has a purpose for story content later on. Oh. Does, mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I haven't found that in my hours and hours of play, which... That's pretty ridiculous. I'm not going to say exactly what he said regarding it, because it spoiled it for me, dang it. <laughs> oh. Pitfalls of a chat room. Chat yeah. room knows everything. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of I kept walking west after I found that, and, like, along the way, I, I guys, I literally must have killed, like, 20 imps. Those things are everywhere, especially at a lower level, and they're the most annoying thing to kill because they're just flying around everywhere and I'm so bad with the keyboard and mouse that it's just not even... Actually, it is kind of funny, but, you know. So, anyway, got the skin grod, sold some stuff, repaired some stuff, started alchemy because I needed money and I'm not rich like Joe in this game. Joe is like the nouveau riche of Oblivion. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting on, like... Thousands and thousands of septims. I'm like, damn, man. I'm I level feel two rich and I have like three thousands. So I start. I tried starting alchemy and it just that 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 failed. Pretty bad. <laughs> how, how important is is alchemy in what? Oblivion? That's something I noticed too, actually. Yeah. Um. I noticed why though. I figured it out. So I made some of my cash. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, you. no, no. I'm interrupting you. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to raise my hand, guys. I keep forgetting to do that. So, in uh, in Oblivion, so you, you understand in Skyrim when you do alchemy, you need to like you know you collect the ingredient and you eat the ingredient to figure out the uh, the effect of what the ingredient actually does. Right. In, and you can you only can do that at an alchemy table. But in Sky uh, Oblivion, you can all you need to get is like certain tools. So you can get a mortar and pestle, a calcinator, and a lembic, and they all have different. 
uh, effects that they do to the to the ingredients. So you can literally just like sit there in the wilderness collecting your ingredients and using your mortar and pestle and just make your potions and stuff. Now I found out that making potions is a little bit more robust in Oblivion than compared to Skyrim, and it you actually can make a lot of money you doing alchemy in Oblivion compared to Skyrim. Because I made a Skyrim character once where I was a mage and I was an alchemist, and I found it very, very tedious and difficult compared to Oblivion. I just think the Oblivion system is a little bit more... It's a little easier, and it's a little... uh, I I don't want to say forgiving, but I think... I don't know. Hopefully my point is coming across, but uh, that's my take on it. Just as an offshoot, just just an added quick sentence here, I've noticed that between Morrowind and Oblivion... Um, a lot of those systems that you're talking about are actually, they, they sit well with me than the ones in Skyrim. So after seeing both versions of systems, um, or sometimes three, well, three versions of those systems, I find myself enjoying them better in Morrowind and Oblivion. And you know what, funny you bring that up, because after playing nothing but Skyrim for like a year, going back to Oblivion and experiencing the quote-unquote older systems, I really mm-hmm. have like a much greater appreciation. Like, for example, the haggling system we were talking about last week. Yeah. Love that. I think Joe likes that too a lot. And, uh, you know, the the whole alchemy system. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's a couple of older systems in these games that I really do, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like seeing, like, an old friend again, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Skyrim kind of simplified the, the trade skill system. To where yeah, you for sure. They, they streamlined it a lot it. more, I think. Well, I don't know. I don't think streamlined is the best word, but they, yeah, they did, they definitely simplified it a lot more. I, I think, I think Joe hit the nail on the head. I think it is simplified. And, and Joe, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Does that? Do you think it's better? I do, because what they were trying to do, why they simplified it, was so you put less focus on your trade skills and more on the story content. So you're spending less time worrying about going through multiple steps to do your alchemy, multiple steps to your your uh, blacksmithing, and actually spend and focus more time actually exploring and enjoying the world itself. Mm. So in that end, for Skyrim, I definitely say that it was a good thing they simplified it. Okay. There's some things uh, they definitely did simplify it, but there are a couple of things like I, not not every single system from Oblivion, but I do wish that they at least kept the same system, or if they kept it like improved it or like made it a slightly more robust than uh, than in Skyrim. Like for I mean, like keep coming back to the haggling system. I love the haggling system, and uh, that was something I really wish that. Um, Skyrim had, but they, you're right, they, I mean, the simplification, to me, the simplification is kind of like a double-edged sword. It helps and it hurts for me uh, at the same time, but that's just my opinion. Um, all right, where opinion was I? Oh, noted. yeah. Oh, go, sorry, go ahead. Opinion noted, that's all. Go ahead. So, yeah, I got attacked by a couple of bear cubs, guys. Um, I felt really bad because I was like, you, got, you, got, you guys are just tiny little cute little cubs, so I pulled out my sword and just slaughtered them. You interrupted their training session? I did. I, the mother I did. bear was teaching him to hunt human, and what do you do? You kill him. I, I did. It was. I was. I. They're probably you know, starving. I was defending myself. I was within my rights, and actually, it wasn't really defense. More, more you so than it was just like straight up panic. Legs so mean check, you can run. Not only are you are a racist, but you're an animal abuser. I am. I'm. I'm a. <laughs> I have to call Peta on him Peta again. Get on my case so hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh my god. <laughs> He's our new uh our new dummy to hit on. Poor guy. Uh the chat room is like, what the heck's up with Dave? <laughs> yeah, I'm just 
trying to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dave. Don't worry, I'll, I'll hop in in a minute, I promise. <laughs> so, I mean, I finally, I did get to Coral, and this is the... Okay, I left Bravo and got to Coral two, like, real-time hours after I left Bravo. Mm. And if you look at the map, the distance from Bravo to Coral is maybe, maybe, like, a third to a quarter of the map. And it took me two hours. And I remember from an older podcast... Uh, I think it was you of Arwen that just yep. said well, it took you like two hours to walk from the Imperial City to Leowin. Yep. And man, it just speaks to just the unbelievable sca- uh, scope and scale of this game. And I just, I cannot praise it enough that it's just so, it just draws you in there. I think it was like three, three hours real time. And then if I were, because I was going off into different caves and whatnot. And um, if I had really like, focused on just straight walking, it probably would have taken me about 30 to 45 minutes if oh, I yeah. didn't stop for anything. I yeah, no I doubt. I mean, it's, there's just so much content in between that they, they constantly put the carrot in front of you, you know? Yeah. yeah. I know I keep saying this, but keep in mind, what you're seeing in Oblivion, Cyrodiil, is like one-sixth of ESO. <laughs> it is. I mean, that is that is exactly what, what uh, Zenimax Online has said, that the um... Ah, sh- <laughs> the size of the size of the map is in Oblivion is a, is a lot smaller than it actually is in um, in ESL. It's smaller in Oblivion than it's going to be in. And then yeah. you take into fact that all the other continents that are in the game. If you yeah. think that that's a long walk, just wait. Yeah. Oh my God, my my love of not fast traveling is just this is bad for me. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, Joe, you're you're not off the mark when you said it's like one six. They said something to agree, like, you know, like Joe's not being, you know, he's not embellishing at all. He he's being factual. Yeah, I I cannot wait. Oh my god, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, shutting up. Go ahead. So, <laughs> so um, that was my that was the end of my Oblivion gameplay, and uh, just I mean, it was so fun with the chat room and hanging out with you and Skype again, Joe. That was just it's just uh, really it's fun to fun. do that. Yeah. Um, Skyrim. All right, guys. Um, this was sweet, yo. I finally went to Irkenthand, and I killed Mercer Frey. That oh, is right. I ki- Carlisle. Wow, I really? Ki- the spoilers. <laughs> 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 so, so, sorry, Dave. So, I got—I finally got the Nightingale bow. I think I tweeted out or something because I, I love that bow. I uh, smithed it up like a boss, and it's pretty jack now. And um, yeah, from there, because it's sort of close to Windhelm, so I realized I had a bunch of loot. Went there, traded, made a good bit of septums. I feel like okay, my Oblivion character and my Skyrim character are like roughly the same play style except my Skyrim character is like the 1% of Skyrim and <laughs> my bleeding character is like dirt poor and I need to like take loans from Joe rolling into <laughs> septums <laughs> so yeah Joe's a septum shark man what can I say yeah it's a curse <laughs> So from Windhelm, I walked down to the rift, uh, killing a giant at Steamcrag Camp or something, because I had a contract or something like that. And uh, for those of you guys who have the Dawnguard uh, DLC, uh, you may have noticed that there's a woman down there in the Ragged Flagon that can change your face. 
I uh, spent a solid 35 to 40 minutes uh, changing my face to get the hottest possible chick. Um, <laughs> so Really? Yeah, dude. Yeah. The like, worst part is when Shank tells you that, unfortunately, it sort of looks like his mother. Yeah, oh. and I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of I'm just gonna I'm gonna be like you know what I I, I threw it out there if you don't like yeah. it you can throw it back but uh, there it is. so uh-huh. you know I was running around as my mom killing stuff in the game <laughs> <laughs> so from uh, Riften I actually I walked off from Riften to Dragon Bridge guys this was probably about I forgot to mention to mark the time down here but it was I think it was like 80 minutes or something that it took me to get there an hour and 20 minutes to get there amazing. Um, and I was to kill Gaius Morrow. So, you know, I, I, cause he was just wandering around. I finally got a schedule, learned that he was back in Riften. <laughs> he was back in Riften. So I had to walk all the way back to Riften, which was totally fine. Cause I killed a frost dragon and I got its soul and stuff. And I there saw Marwin's dead Nord girlfriend along the way. Aww. And I robbed her blind again, and it was really cool. Oh, she's such a well-made Breton, too. That's just like, <laughs> yeah, you have to really keep on beating his dead corpse. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's just, I mean, it's just so... It's Stats just like... above Dave's room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, don't even joke like that. Like, right now, it's... You can... Taste it. Oh, Ugh. God! Whatever like Dave's rooms become sour meat at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what did I? Okay, yeah. So that was pretty much it. And I and I ended up uh, taking out Gaius Morrow in the Bee and the Barb, like four hours after I left Riften in the first place. And man, it was it was fun. I I just I can't get over the fact that like it takes you literal hours to walk from one end of the map to the other. And I think that is just amazing. It's awesome. And that that just concludes my play, man. I mean, it's, there wasn't many quests. It was mostly wandering around, but I'm sure you guys are not surprised like at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, about that recent loan in Oblivion, uh I'm giving you a 22% interest. I'm giving you a special deal on that. Just saying. Oh uh, yeah. Is there anything I can do for you to uh, sweeten the deal? I might have a few people that need eliminated. Just saying. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe some offline. Okay, yeah. we're going too far. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> topic point. God, give me a topic point. <laughs> Wait, hold on. If we're talking about character and character, this could actually get good because they uh, both. It looks like I, it's like I was totally ready for this, dude. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just went. Yeah, the episode just went sour. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ten Ton Hammer gives five reasons to play Elder Scrolls Online. What is this about, you, Varwin? Yeah, uh, Ten Ton Hammer came out with this article this week uh, titled Five Reasons to Play Elder Scrolls Online. And uh, we we scooped this up like, uh, you know, white on rice, I suppose. Uh, yeah, now you can sure. view, view the article. <laughs> terrible simile uh you can view their article either on their site 10tonhammer.com or the official eso facebook page and if you're curious here's the five reasons that they list i'm curious please say please say something one the epic personal story yeah number two the lore and 
setting. Agreed. Number three, the PVP. Meh. <laughs> Four, off the rails character classes. Yay! And the number five reason that you should play Elder Scrolls Online. Dynamic combat! Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> nice echo. Dynamic combat, four off the rail, three, three, three two, two, lord setting, and an epic personal story. <laughs> Thank you, Ten Ton Hammer. Yeah, and thanks, Dave. Thanks for your I'm going to detail during in the article, um, which is uh, a very easy read, by the way. So uh, definitely check it out. They go into detail as to why they think all these five reasons are awesome and epic in and of themselves. Really and quick. You should be playing Elder Scrolls Online. When it really quick. We're going to do the same thing, but short. Mm-hmm. The personal, ep- the epic personal story. Go, Nefarwin. Uh The fact that I can, I can play a personal epic story is important to me. Okay. You know. <laughs> why is it working this game? No, uh, seriously, the reason why I think it that's that's great is because every every Elder Scrolls game has that, and you know that's that's what a lot of um, people that that are upset of this of the series branching off into an MMO are kind of upset about that. You know, they're going to lose that that epic personal story in this game, and it's actually not true. It, it is it is there. So that's one of the reasons why. Um, well, the epic personal story comes into play a, a lot when because it is yes, as MMO, you're going to be doing a lot of dynamic events that your character will experience, and it will change the world for your character. So you're actually going to make a mark on the world, mm-hmm. and that's something that MMOs often claim that they that they do, and reality the fact is they just don't. Right, and and Joe, when you and I played the alpha, we experienced that firsthand. Yes. Doing a quest, coming back into the town after doing the quest, and all of a sudden, hey, you're the hero, and not just you know you and everyone else. It's you know it's you, Joe, Joe the Widget Wilson, you know, with your get over here uh, scorpion thing. <laughs> I love that Dragonite awesomeness of, of beatitude. <laughs> get over here, the lore yeah. and setting. Um, I guess there's only one thing to say about that. It's Elder Scrolls. Enough said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the PvP I'm skipping. Uh, <laughs> Does anyone well, have anything nice to say about our PvP? I, I do. I, I never play. If, now, see, if Lou were here, he would have a lot on this um, because he's a he's a old fan of of Dark Age of Camelot, which people are are citing to be one of the best PvP models in MMOs. From what I've I've read around the internet, don't don't take my word on it. I've not played. Dark Age of Camelot. I know Lou is is uh, a big fan of it, so he would probably say the same thing. <laughs> uh, but the PvP in the game, they're they're saying is a spiritual successor or feels like it to Dark Age of Camelot. And if it's if it's so good over a DAOC, I'm I'm sure you know Matt Fire is going to work his magic. I have never been a PvP person in MMOs. To me, it always took away from the experience. But that's just me. I'm always been about the PVE experience, raiding, exploring, the, yeah. getting the actual. F- Involvement of the world, the content. Um, you know, it's, it's, honestly, I gotta say, it's gonna take a lot for them to really convince me to be a PvP or an ESO. So we'll see. That uh, that road guy in the chat room is saying he he uh, has heard the same thing about uh, DAOC. Off the rails character classes. You can't go wrong with this. It's about being able to take your class and play it any dang way you want to play it. So it makes these games the best. Plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Um, dynamic combat. 
love it. I have a question on this, actually. So what is the difference between dynamic combat and real-time combat, or are they just synonymous? Pretty much synonymous, except okay. for how it's played out. Um, <clears throat> ESO can honestly... The Elseworlds series can be mostly classified as an action RPG versus standard yep. RPG, which had like a your typical turn-based turn system or your action bar system, where it was by... You know, key on command. With Elder Scrolls games, it's all about dynamic live combat, where you're having to think on the fly. It's kind of like, kind of like what we were playing in um, Chivalry, Chivalry. Hmm. but a little bit less gory and more to it. Gotcha. So in ESL, there's a lot more combinations you can do and come up with and discover for yourself as you play the game in active live combat, like you do for Skyrim, Oblivion, that kind of thing. And now, to me, the, the I'm sorry. You're saying? No, I was just, I just, because you, you mentioned, I mean, I was just, I guess I was thinking out loud, you know, how would they deal with any uh, lag, if there is any, with having real-time combat like that? I imagine that would be some sort of a... Yeah, there's going to be millisecond lag issues, and that's why that some of your skills do have cooldowns. But those cooldowns on your little tiny five-button bar are minuscule. Um, like, if, for instance, in other games like, like uh, World of Warcraft, most cooldowns can take 30 seconds, two minutes. What? So they won't be that way in Elder Scrolls Online. Um, I remember using my little get over here ability, my, my, my fire chain, and I never realized the cooldown until I stopped and actually watched my hotbar after I shot one out, and it took like three seconds for it to be ready to go again. Well, that sounds more along the lines of your cooldown is how long it takes to actually catch up with the lag. Happen. Yeah. It's basically a lag buffer. That's good. That's it's, what we want. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I know from my experience, I felt like I was... I, I didn't feel any slowdown. I didn't feel like there was any kind of lag in my combat. It felt very, very smooth. Yvarwin? Yeah, I would I would absolutely have to agree with that. A lot of a lot of games, you know, they have the like World of Warcraft, they have instant casts, and some that take a few seconds, some that take a few minutes, some a little more. Um, but a lot of that has been based around, you know, we need to uh, balance the, this class with other classes. And so what we'll do is we'll make these particular skills take longer to to um, become available to the player versus other skills for another another class. Um, in ESO, it seems a little bit different. It seems like they're, you know, the, the cooldown bar is there. The, uh, the you know, the, the bar is there um, to sort of... Uh, help with lag. Yeah. Let you me know. put it this way. One of my combat experiences with my Dragon Knight is I had an ability that would allow me to stun somebody. And I had my chain, which pulled whatever I targeted into me, whatever was on my crosshair. Um, so what I would do often is, like, if I came up with a group of mobs that were, like, two or three people, and there was an archer or a caster in that group, I knew that caster was going to try to stay away from me, and I was up close and personal with my two-hand weapon. I wanted to be up close in melee. So what I would do is I would start the fight by shooting out my chain, grabbing that caster, hitting it with my stun, and as, it was, as I did that, the melee guy was already on top of me. I was beating on him, and as soon as that caster started to run away from my stun, pulled him back from the chain, hit him a couple more times, went back to the melee guys, and within seconds they were both dead. So I was able to combination with my different abilities, and like I had my my, my Dragonite has an ability to have a uh, spike armor, and it was like it was, it was called the uh, yeah, <clears throat> I forgot what it's called, but I'll call it the porcupine. But anyway, as I hit it, my sp- spikes <laughs> would pop out of my armor. 
So I would take that chain and pull them into me and just have them impale into my armor. Yeah. That's not something that's pre-designed in the game. It's something, but it's something you can do because, I mean, obviously, if an enemy gets close to me, they're going to get impaled, so they take damage from that. Uh, we got a uh, quick quick question from the chat room. Um, comes from uh, Archmage Feindor. It says, uh, Joe Navarro, when you have played ESO, I have a plan for my guild to have one of us play an extra character who will level crafting skills. This way we can be really efficient. Will this work? Um, uh, Archmage Feindor, we're not sure because... There's no crafting. information on crafting. Right. As of right now. Yeah. But uh, you, you can be sure that once once some of that information starts coming out of uh, Zenimax Online Studios, we'll we'll start pushing it out to you guys as well. Steven also asked, uh, Joe, can you please explain to us the class, skills, and weapon leveling system in Elseworlds Online? Um, yeah, it's actually very simple. You level up by using weapons and using skills. Your skills will gain levels the more you use them. If they're on your hotbar... You use one skill, it'll level all of them at the same time. So you don't have to actually keep on using this, the skills on your hotbar. But if you have, you're going to have multiple skills on your character, but you can only have four active, five active, no four, four active plus your ultimate. <laughs> your ultimate is basically an ability you get as you're fighting. You get ranks on how well you fight, and depending, I forgot the, what they call that the point system. Oh yeah, but it's like fill up something a meter. like. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. It's okay. Each ultimate requires a certain amount of this point system to fill up before you can use the ultimate. For my character... They're called happy fun time points. <laughs> right. For my character, it was a fire armor. I would My armor literally burst into flames. It's called Dragon Flame, which is BA in itself. I mean, everything around me burst into flames. But I had to have a certain... I had to get those points up. So based on how, how well I did on that fight gave me how much points I would gain towards my ultimate. Anyway... So you level up your skills by using them, and if they're on the hotbar, they can level up. If they're not in the hotbar, they do not. So that's another way of, of getting different customization for your character by having to choose which skills you're going to use for which combinations in which situations, and to level them up. Also, you level up your weapons simply by using them. If you have a two-hand weapon on, you're leveling up two-hand. If you have a, a mage staff in your hand, you're leveling up mage staff or fire staff. Same with healing staff. Same with one-hand weapon and shield. Same with just one-hand weapon. Same with dual wielding. You get the point. And as you level them up, you actually gain abilities for your left mouse button, which is your main attack. It's like you would normally get in Skyrim or Oblivion. But you can actually get, like for instance, when I got my first actual skill, I could swap out my basic attack for my dual wielding. It added a brief stun, a chance to briefly stun an enemy as I was attacking them. It was a little bit slower, but it did more damage. Joe, those are called uh, finesse points. Finesse quick points. Search. Thank you. Yeah. Good man. Isn't that what I said? Yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure, yeah. 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 So that's how your character levels up, is by a combination of those attributes. Now, when you guys played... Uh, could, uh, forgive me, I, may, I might have forgotten about this, but could you... Um, uh, like combined spells so could you like have a a, a lightning spell and a uh, I don't know like a fire spell and then like use them at the same time and make this like weird lightning fire spell like spell weaving almost uh not that I'm aware of well there were in, the mage class wasn't available at the time it was yeah. it was really uh, the Templar okay. and the Dragonite so gotcha. even though the Templar and Dragonite did have magic based abilities uh-huh. yeah so, I mean, we didn't see anything like that, but we don't have... We, we couldn't tell you, tell you yes or no. 
Gotcha. I mean, there isn't a system where you can combine abilities between different players. Like the whole, you know, the rogue class throwing down oil, the mage class throwing down a fire spell, lighting the oil on fire scenario. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, but we don't know how many combinations there's going to be or anything of that nature yet, so... Gotcha. Still a lot of variables that are not out there because the game's still early in development. Mm-hmm. Well, it's later on in development, actually, but, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving on, we're moving going to... If you guys want to have any questions about Elder Scrolls Online, please email us at elderscrollsofftherecord at gmail.com uh, or come into our chat room and ask, and we'll see what we can do to answer them. Uh, Dave, I'm going to put you in the spotlight, buddy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Try not to gag right. too much. Um, uh, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> what a trooper. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to do it a little bit uh, bass backwards from what y- y'all do. Okay. Um, instead of going with the, lo- the earlier versions, I'm going to go like how I did this week. I started with Skyrim, and then I went into Morrowind. So that's how I'm going to do this. You're such um, a renegade. I know. I, I'm, I'm a rebel. I really am. <laughs> you rebel scum. Yeah. Watch out, ladies. I'll tell you things in a different order. Anyway, Dave, you said you went to Skyrim? Alright. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Skyrim was the first thing. Um, I, I kind of threw a fit uh, at my character kind of, you know, sucking. Because I... Uh, I went and I did all the... I did my, my apothecary, my potions thing. I did my uh, uh, enchanting. I did... I do all that. All that stuff. You know, uh, blacksmith. I do all of that before I even get into my my game. And I've always done it like That's that. That's your and problem, I always, though. Right. It, it's been my problem. So this time, I'm, I'm, I'm putting that aside. I'm not going to do any of it. I'm not even sneaking. I refuse to pick locks. <gasps> this time, yes. This time, I'm only going melee. I'm only going to let things hit me. I'm only going to be just... I'm, I want to end up being a ridiculous berserker. That's always fun. You doing two-handed or one-handed? Dual wielding. Nice. Dual nice. wield or having a single hand and a shield. Dual now, wielding. are you dual wielding daggers or, like, legit swords? Swords. Nice. I've so, actually well, never played that way. I've all, whenever at the I've moment, it, I I'm, I'm rocking a mace. Dude. He's going to go all Dave Tasmania Devil. <laughs> Two-handed <laughs> flurry of, of fury and mess. Yeah. Uh, so, Dave, oh, you know what your problem was? Why you are having issues by doing all those trade skills first? Well, because the enemies were leveling up with me. <laughs> exactly. Because you were... I'm, I'm doing this just for the sake of the fans, so they understood what's going on here, just in case. When you're leveling up your trade skills early on, you're leveling up because you're gaining levels by gaining levels in those trade skills. All your enemies around you are also leveling up. So what he was doing was ignoring his attacks and his basic survival skills by doing yeah. trade skills. <laughs> so when you went to a face in, even though you're level 16, they're level 16, and but they're going to pwn you. you got to figure, though... I was the sexiest, most decked-out-looking dead guy on the planet. Because, <laughs> you know, I why. was fully enchanted wearing, like, you know, crazy ebony armor just starting out the game. But I would get one shot. By a Charles. Yeah, like, I was having issues fighting mud crabs. Wow. Yeah, so just 
to you know bite my thumb at the 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 game a little bit more. I'm making my character a tiny little female bite dark thumb. elf. Don't you bite mean- my thumb, Dave? What what was that? Are you a Shakespearean actor? I bite my thumb at you, sir. No, I bite my thumb at you. The sir. ones that play female characters. <laughs> Whatever, Mercutio. Character. <laughs> <laughs> Dave was, Mercutio uh, Adams. Only with him was the Tabor and the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to quote Shakespeare just for that. All right. But anyway, I, I'm excited about this character, and I just want to tell everybody I'm changing my ways, and I'm not going to suck. Yeah, okay. I, Fair enough. Yeah. All right. For a first. <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> well, I look forward to, to hearing to more about this. interesting section of what happened this week, which actually I played while Joe was doing his live stream today. Yeah, I did Oblivion earlier, and Dave was on there moaning and groaning about Morrowind. <laughs> yeah, Morrowind's crazy. Morrowind is like... Okay, I appreciate that this game has a very, very rich heritage and culture and following, but whoever makes these games, man, who, you know, I do not advocate the use of drugs on a, you know, a constant basis. <laughs> but there's some crazy... I Okay, first and foremost, which I'm going to probably get back to, is I've been killed multiple times by the front half of a Triceratops. What about the back? I have no idea where the back half is. This thing is just two legs in the face of a Triceratops that eats me. <laughs> and it brings buddies. And they're just the front half, too. <laughs> what? Yeah, you should have heard him. Jew says clan fear. Those were in oblivion. Those were pretty terrifying. Okay, they're just crazy looking. Anywho, I got ate by one of those, and then I figured out what's going on. So I finally got to the mines. I finally made my way past the naked man. I yeah, and I was able to complete talking to him. He ended up following me around, which was really cute, except for the part where I found out where I was supposed to go by wandering a around like crazy. I eventually figured out where I was supposed to be and where the four people were that I had to kill within this cave just north of the mines. And pretty, I go to pretty find much the what the journal one. says. Yeah, you be quiet. Yeah, I go is, that's the, the best part of this though, Rowan. He <laughs> was in the The journal never Dave, told me about Dave, this. I got to tell him about this. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to make fun of you for a little bit. He was in the chat with me and he goes, "I made it to the mines. Everyone's cheering, blah blah blah. Now what do I do? There's no one to kill. What am I supposed to be doing here?" So I had to explain to him, Dave, look in your journal, it says go north of the mines to the in the hill. That's where it says they're at. I don't read journals. God. Just <laughs> I there, Dave. Read a, I'd open a book. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I, with a little bit of help, thanks, Widget, you jerk, I finally made it to the place where I was supposed to be. I found this little ugly thing. He's a, I don't know, they all look like blocks. So I, I talked to this block dude, and... He ends up being like, no, I don't know where the bad guys are. And then he's all like, fooled ya, and stabs me. Right, that's the lookout that your journal warns you might be posted outside this cave. Oh, okay. Yeah. He wasn't alone. You know why? (laughs) Why? The naked man was following me. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm fighting the, the lookout, and the lookout starts fighting me back, and the naked man's like, I better get in on some of this action. And he takes the side with other dude. <laughs> now he ain't helping me. He, I actually got killed by the naked man. Yeah, you did. Wow. How is that perverse? 
It's I I, I got yeah, nothing. No, we're not going to go into that. Anywho, I eventually finally well, killed the, the lookout. Dave, maybe you shouldn't have brought a date to your to a combat situation. Yeah, you ever think about that? Yeah, there's a time yeah, and place for your dates, a man. Date if you start out naked. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, guess point. it depends on the date. <laughs> It's either a good being good date or uh. no. That's just a bad pizza delivery. There's a difference. <laughs> delivering pizza in your area, jeez. <laughs> anyway, I eventually killed the four people and I got back and I was all like, "Yeah, I did it!" And then the dude was all like, "Congratulations! Now look for a puzzle box." So then I went to look for a puzzle box, which was crazy because I followed this mile-long list of instructions by reading the journal to go find the mystery box thing. Good boy, Dave. And what's up? Say good boy. Good boy. Yeah. For, for the first time ever, I follow the instructions, and while I'm reading the journal, I'm walking, and then I stop, and I read the journal. I'm walking, and I stop, and read the journal. And then I look up one time, and I hear this sound like... <laughs> Think it's like sounds like somebody puking into a mic. It's crazy. Barely <laughs> <laughs> accurate. <laughs> there comes the giant front halves of ty- Triceratops barreling at me yet again. <laughs> uh huh. Did you survive? I well, no, no, I didn't. Eventually, the the one good thing that I found from all of this is I had a little pop up on my screen saying that I should go and rest and reflect on the day's events. <laughs> Which means that I finally have done it. I finally beat Morrowind. He hit level two. I hit level two. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> That's what it's all about, right? Just getting to level two, because that takes freaking forever. Tell me about it. <laughs> See, you hit on a very good point, Dave. You, you said it takes forever, and that's 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 definitely something that you notice when, as like the games, you progress from like uh, Morrowind, Oblivion, to Skyrim, and the leveling in Skyrim, man, it, it happens really fast. But in the older games, yeah, it, you really, really need to like work at leveling up. And I don't know what it is in Daggerfall Arena, but I imagine it's pretty close to that level of difficulty. It's pretty solid. Fair enough. Uh, we have an email. Let me see which one we're going to do here. Uh, we'll do this one from Hampus. I'm going to let uh, Dave do it because I'm going to hear him talk some more. Hampus, all right. says, hi, guys. I'm an Elder Scrolls fan from Sweden. And from a Sweden, newcomer yeah. slash... What? Sweden, yeah? Sweden. That's better. And I'm a newcomer that's slash that's listener to your fantastic podcast. Thank you. Welcome. It really warms my heart hearing you speak about Morrowind. It brings back good memories of my youth. You made me walk down to the basement and go over all the stuff just to find my copy of Morrowind, install it, and once again start to play the most fantastic game ever made. Wow. That's awesome. That is totally, totally awesome, Hampus. That's, uh... I think we have diverting opinions on that, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying. Anywho, moving on. Says uh, to all of you playing Morrowind, I hope you keep it up and that you will get used to it so that you may enjoy it to the fullest. Dave, about the saving problems, just use the fast save and fast load, but be careful not to mix them. Best of all is levitate. 
Thank you guys for doing your podcast. Huge fan from Sweden, Hampus. Well, thank you. Thank you, Hampus, yeah. Um, sorry, that was really rude of me. Uh, yeah, is there any comments before I choke on myself again? Well, well yeah, I, I do. Uh, what the hell's a levitate, and why would I spend MP on it instead of healing myself? Levitate from, uh, I believe that's a potion that you can make. Uh, chat room, help me out. I wouldn't know. Don't look at me. <laughs> yes, okay, according to the chat room, it is a potion you can make. Okay. Sweet. Sounds neat, man. I'm really glad I, I found out it's a potion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep on hearing stories about people saying you, you max out your, uh, what is it, your athletic skill or acrobatics and jumping over buildings. Yeah, what's yeah, up I've, with that? Like, I, I heard some crazy thing, yeah, that you could do that. I've been jumping up and down like crazy. I think I'm like level 20 in acrobatics. And it just, it, it's like... One giant leap for David kind. It just, it really feels awkward. It, it makes you feel like they're giving you a cookie for doing nothing. It's like, congratulations, you've breathed 12 times within the last 30 seconds. Level well, up. Have, have you ever put on heavy armor and tried to jump? Yes. It's a pain. No. Yeah, no, I, I haven't. You need to get better at it. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Especially seeing as how my guy is like wearing light armor. There you go. Take take it from a guy who's got to wear thirty pounds of extra gear every single day of his life. Sorry <laughs> about it. If you're jumping, you're doing good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best calisthenic workout ever. Strap yeah. 110 pounds and and jump for three hours during a walk. That's like what? 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 You're gonna level up, all right? Indeed. All right, so let me oh, see. Oh no! One what? more thing. One what? more thing. Before before I even go with that. Before one thing. One thing. I forgot to even put him in my notes. I'm gonna say it. He wouldn't say anything earlier. Now we can't get him to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I I killed a dark brotherhood dude in Morrowind. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot That's I got something. to say about that. Oh my god! I just remembered. I killed the 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 dark brotherhood dude in Morrowind and looted his body. I feel like I'm cheating now because the gear on this dude is just ridiculous. Like, I had ratings of, um, like, 7 to 8 on most of my gear. I loot this dude. He has ratings of, like, 42. What? For all of his gear. Dude. Yeah, and it's all light armor, and it's, like, ridiculous. So it's, like, exactly what I needed. It's ex a huge upgrade. Now I'm just walking around and getting killed by things that look like the front end of dinosaurs. But still, <laughs> see, at least I'm, I'm wearing good looking gear. I literally picture you, like, you know those baby dinosaurs from Land Before Time? Like, I literally picture you getting mauled by one of those. <laughs> oh my god, what was the girl's name? Sarah. 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 The fact that they remembered that is really, really interesting. Didn't uh, Sarah, like the person who voiced it, commit suicide after the, they finished the first movie? Well, that's oh. a great way to put a dark ending on that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Dave, uh, we found out when he was when he found when he killed the guy finally that that actually starts one of the expansions. Yeah, I had to go talk to a uh, guard, and the guards all like, "You're screwed." <laughs> <laughs> Which I I really wish I was joking, but that's about what he says. Wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I don't know where to go from there. 
You stopped me, Dave. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're going to do... Uh, I'm going to let... Uh, what was I going to do? Cry. Oh, oh uh, Ivarwin, it's your turn, man. Oh, yay! Yay! Cool. All right, so, um, yeah, long. this week, again, uh, playing some Morrowind and, uh, and some Skyrim. Uh, starting with Marwin, I gotta admit. Really uh, there's quick, something Ivarwin, before we get into this. I want to make people understand that Ivarwin's notes for this week were literally an entire page long. <laughs> Total <laughs> bullet points in the font size. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I gotta admit, um, there's something about this game. It has a certain charm uh, that I'm enjoying more than Skyrim, to be quite honest. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I I haven't put my finger on it yet, but it's got it's got a quaintness to it, and it's not the older uh, graphics. It's nothing like that. It's just there's something about it that I don't know. You know what? You know when you open up the journal, it looks like a book, but when you go into Skyrim, you open up, you know, the quest log. It's it's a it's not. It's just so I don't know. I I, I think so. I think part of me feels sort of like. Um, Skyrim doesn't necessarily have the amount of personality that that Morrowind did. Maybe that's closer to what I'm I'm sensing here, but I don't know. There's something about it, and I'm I'm really having an, uh, an unbelievable time playing Morrowind. I really love this game. Um, I got uh, my Nord Barbarian up to level three this week. Yeah, and I joined the Fighters Guild. Leveled myself up in the Fighters Guild to Swordsman, so that's uh, the fourth rank out of ten. So I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, my direction right now in the game is is basically being guided by the Fighters Guild, just doing quests for them and you know trying to level up as best as possible. Uh, getting very comfortable now with the control scheme. Uh, I've learned how to fully utilize you know the journal and track my quests. You know, um, so you know, like I said, I wish they'd bring the journal book, the look of that, into um, you know maybe the quest tracker for Elder Scrolls Six whenever that comes out. I'm sorry, Varwin. You know what I think uh, you were talking about that? You know what I think it might be? I think uh, we briefly, briefly touched, us, touched on this earlier, but mm-hmm. we were talking about how Skyrim sort of simplified things and streamlined it. So do you, is it maybe because of the fact that they streamlined it and made it more of an efficient, almost machine-like, rather than uh, giving it that like human touch of the older games? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I feel like maybe... I mean, it, it sounds it sounds right, Um but I feel like there's there's just more than that. Maybe it's just like a mixture of a lot of different tiny nuances I'm noticing between the games. But you're you're right to say that it does feel like Morrowind has more of a um, uh, a human you know feel to it. Feels mm-hmm. more I don't know cozy, personal almost. Yeah, yeah, maybe um, prehistoric. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a, a good example of that is is sleeping to you know to regain the health. You know it's very restrictive, yes, but I kind of like it more to be honest. I mean there's there's enough health potions and beds in Morrowind, you know, for me to to get my health back, you know, um, easily enough. It's not completely impossible, but you know it it brings a kind of challenge to the game that that forces me to think in ways that. You know, I don't necessarily have had to do before. I haven't had an experience to uh, doing in in a video game before. So, like that tiny little nuance counts for a lot. Okay, and yeah. um, you know, I, I kind of like it. Solid, dude. Yeah. Um, it's got a very basic leveling system. Uh, you know, you you get three points to spend in whatever attribute you yeah. want. 
I, I noticed that. What's up with the, the whole thing not letting you spend more than one of each coin, whatever it is, mm-hmm. on, on one attribute? You, you have to pick three different ones every time. Yeah, that's it. That's all you get. Three. Boom. You're done. So you have to pick three different ones. Like, is there a way to trick it so that I can put more than one into one? I don't know. I don't know. I See, I'm not trying to trick the game, Dave. I'm trying to play it and enjoy it. <laughs> I'm just trying... You know I'm a min-maxer. Don't okay? pull Liz. I, I always have to figure out how to get to the maximum the quickest. That's what I do. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I've clicked in an attribute and then clicked the same attribute to almost deselect the coin. Um, and that, that seemed to work. It doesn't seem like you can put, you know, all three of those of those yeah, coins that, in the that's exactly right. Like, you click it the first time, it puts the coin in. Then if you right. click it a second time, it doesn't put a second coin in. It takes out the first one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would have to... I, it didn't even occur to me to, to even think of that. I don't know. Maybe. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the leveling system is very, very basic. And, and honestly, like, I'm still enjoying the novelty of that simplicity. You know, it's nice to not feel overwhelmed by choice in a game for once. So I mean I'm not, I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but you know it, it may last, it may not last for me. I, I right now I'm I am enjoying the novelty of that simplicity. Uh, as far as quests go, I mean you know nothing nothing of note except uh, the Telvani Agents quest for the Fighters Guild, which you know Dave you you had spoken about. Uh, found my way to Caldara in the cave. Uh, the agents were hiding it without much much of an issue. Um, found the naked guy on the rope, totally creepy, but that was my. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, uh, you know, my my landing point. I suppose once I saw him, I knew I was going the right way. <laughs> um, I know you like the simplicity of only having that minimal choices. Mm-hmm. This kind of harks into the fact that I like having a more complex system for me because I like to be able to develop my characters more the way I want them. Instead of the fact like when I'm playing Oblivion right now, I, I leveled up my sneaking or my archery enough to be a journeyman. So then I got the ability to zoom in. Yeah. I didn't have a choice in that. It was just, it was handed to me. When, in something like Skyrim where you use a tree system, I have a choice on where, where I want to spend those points that I earned from my level, where and how, so I can make each character different. Yeah, and see, that's why I'm not sure if if the novelty of the simplicity is is what I'm experiencing that that that's making me enjoy this, or is it the fact that I just prefer a simple a simple system? Because when I play Skyrim, I love all that choice. But there is Jenny. Jenny's been playing Skyrim this week. She just made her first character ever, and uh, Jenny by no means is congrats to her. Oh yeah, she's she's loving it. By the way, uh, she's absolutely loving it. She's doing um, you know one a sword in one hand, spell in the other at the moment. That's nice. a tough way to play with uh, leather armor. That's light a tough armor way to play. Um, but once I once I start, and by no means is she like a noob gamer. She knows her way around a video game. This girl's been playing video games since she was five years old, four years old. She knows what she's doing. She opened up the... Um, you wiped that girl. Yeah, I was just about yes. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag wipe that girl. <laughs> um, you know, she, she opened up the the uh, the perk system, and her eyes just, like, exploded open. She was like, oh, my God, what do I do? <laughs> mm. 
And uh, I said, all right, you know, she she can panic from from time to time. So she, she definitely kind of was was paralyzed by by choice at that moment. And um, you know, I told her, I said, don't freak out. All right, let me let me show you around a little bit. And and once I started, you know, showing her what her choices were and how to how to apply it. Started, you know, getting it and, and moving with the pace of the game a little bit more easily. Um, but I mean, that Skyrim can have that effect on people is the just the overwhelming amount of choice, which is a fan- fantastic thing and a phenomenal thing. And I'm glad to see ESO is is doing that. Um, but it, it can be a little overwhelming at times, and I'm not sure if if I'm enjoying the simplicity because it's a novelty for me, or if I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. But I'm I'm definitely enjoying Marwin and having a good time. <laughs> Uh, could it possibly be just because I mean, you are so used to Skyrim for such a long time that it's just like it's it's almost it's 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 familiar enough in that it's Elder Scrolls, but it's different enough that it's kind of like giving you that sort of oh my goodness, this game is awesome sort of. Again, I mean, uh, like I said, it's it's got to be a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, what I am noticing is that from from week to week, as I play more of of Marwind, um, I feel closer to the series and i really like that i'm really becoming just an unbelievable hardcore fan of of elder scrolls and um, i like that feeling that's awesome so that was that was uh that was marwind and me for the week uh skyrim the adventures of the shankagonian continue (laughs) (laughs) Uh, level 26 up from 20 my sneak is now 92 up from 72 last week Archery is sixty-one from fifty-two, and my one-handed skill has gone from forty uh, from thirty-three to forty-seven. So uh, I've definitely been uh, been pounding out the the levels. Uh, started leveling conjuration, got it up to thirty-three. Uh, I'm using bound weapons, uh, swords, bound weapon sword really to uh, to help with backstabbing. Yeah, uh, and I'm whipping out that old flame atronach every now and again. Flaming is awesome. What I like about the Flame Atronach is that when I'm getting... This, this she help- has curves. Yeah, yeah she does. <laughs> and she flip around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I um, really like it when they flip it flubber. <laughs> <laughs> She's like my own personal dancer. <laughs> uh, what are those, um, those enemies, those mobs called that are made out of wood? Like the... Spriggans. Wood- Spriggans, yeah. The Spriggans and Oblivion? Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Just go around yeah. the backside and you'll see what I mean. Oh, yes. They they got the Dova Floss nailed in that game. Sort of. I'll have to check this out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, the, the Flame Atronachs, what I like about them is that when I... It's come in handy, like, when I when I get attacked by a bear, it's very hard for me to to down the bear because I've got so much health. So when I when I throw this thing out, you know the flame atronach. They go straight to the atronach. They they beat the snot out of it because it's such a low level, um, and then it blows up and catches the bear on fire. So it helps me a little bit. So I, that's why I'm using that. Plus, it helps le- helps me level up my uh, my conjuration too. So I've been excited about that. Um, seems like the more I use bound weapons with sneak, the faster my sneak is going up. So hopefully next week I'll I'll be able to tell you I got uh, my sneak up to a hundred. So we'll we'll see. I really have to just hunker down and make a high level mage. I have yet to do that. Yeah. You know what? I tried. I really, really, really tried making a high level mage in Skyrim, and it is just way too hard. It's like I just maybe because like I can't. 
the way I, I always need to play with some sort of like weapon. Otherwise, like I, I don't know. Like I really gave. I, I just couldn't do it. I liked it, but it was just way too difficult for me. It's nuts. It's it's really hard. Yeah. Okay. Well, as a real man, I have to say that I enjoy my high level mage, and I found it very fun to make. That's cool, Dave. It's a cool story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off the record yeah dude <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I mean as far as conjuration goes this is the first time I've like legitimately put points into the conjuration tree um, I'm enjoying it a lot it works really well with my my uh, my sneak sneaking character um, I've got novice conjuration alright so novice. half half of my magicka uh, for novice level spells well, you call it novice Novice, novice, novice. Potato, potato, potato. No, 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 no. no there's, there's no potato, potato in this one. No, there's no potato, potato. That's a you're wrong. It's so, novice. So I thought it was, thought it was pronounced novice. Oh, All right. I'm kicking. Right. Shank well, maybe call. in France, <laughs> where people speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Very observant of you, Varwin. <laughs> Um, so it's it's is it novice? Yeah, it's novice. Novice. Okay, so so I got novice novice conjuration. Um, my my novice level spells are now half the magicka cost. Uh, mystic binding. So my bound weapons now do more damage, and my apprentice conjuration. <laughs> French for apprentice. <laughs> Uh, so now, um, apprentice level <laughs> conservation oh, uh, now costs half the magicka. Why <laughs> <laughs> get so many bad emails about this? <laughs> uh, join the Companions Guild. That's another thing I did this week, which is cool because I've never done the uh, Companions Guild quest line before, and since my my Shankagonian here has had zero direction whatsoever beyond just you know wandering around the rift and killing stuff in every cave, um, <laughs> you know what? I approve of that wandering around. I'm not it, even, like that's that's good for you, sir. It is. I'm I'm liking it. I'm really enjoying like you know exploring all the nooks and crannies of the game. It's like it's it's about time that I this message has been this. Shank approved. Yeah, you get my. Is there a soundbite for that? I don't know, but no. you get my stamp of approval there. Yeah, there was. I really wouldn't give you one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we can make. We'll make. So, I, you know, I've never, I've never done the Companions Guild quest line before, and I'm, oh, I'm liking it. I do have a sound file for that. What do we got for Shank Fact? Yeah, hold on. Shank approved. Very good, I like it. <laughs> Shank approved. <laughs> oh man, I lost my place now. <laughs> Sorry. The the companion, so you you I, I take it you uh you laid eyes on Ayla the Huntress. Um, I may have, I don't know. No one in there appealed to me, so Oh uh, you would definitely know if you laid eyes on her, but continue. Oh I shot it. Uh so I you know, I've got some direction now with, with my rogue. Um, and I say rogue because he's not a thief. He doesn't steal anything. And he's not an assassin because he doesn't really, you know, kill for contracts. He's he's a rogue. So he's ro- rogue, roguish. Okay. <laughs> wow. Steve Harlan, really? 
Uh, looking to complete the uh, the quest line because I've never done it before. I've um, completed uh, two out of six of the quests right now. Um, working on unlocking the uh, the third quest, which is the Silver Hand. Uh, but I got to do one of the Radiant quests first, which uh, I've, I'm doing Family Heirloom. I got to go into a cave and find a two handed Orca sword somewhere in the rift. Can I just give you a little quick warning? There was one of my games when I was doing one of these uh, these radiant quests. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was specifically from oh man, Varkus. I think was his name. He or Vilkus, one of those two guys. He gives you uh, there's a like a radiant quest type where you have to just kind of like go and like rough up some guy and like scare them. That completely bugged out on me, and I could not, no matter what I did, could not progress the companions. Like, I tried to, like, console my way out. I tried to, like, reload a previous save, but, like, nothing. It just didn't work. So just kind of just be careful if he gives you a quest to go, like, rough up somebody. What, what did you do that bugged it out? I, I don't know. Like, I literally, I just got the quest from him, and I went to, I, he said, you know, he's up in... Um, up in solitude you need to go uh rub up captain aldous in solitude and i went up there and he wasn't captain aldous physically like wasn't there the the arrow was pointing directly like at the ground where he should have been but there was nothing there Mm. and i couldn't like cancel out the quest or like continue because apparently you need to do a certain amount of radiant quests before you can progress the next main companions quest and i i got really really upset because i mean that was the companions guild for me right there just done so right, just I'll, just a word of warning. I'll look out for that. Um, a lot of times, what I'll do is if I if I see something like that or I'm confused about something, um, I'll go to the uh, the unofficial Elder Scrolls wiki page and mm-hmm. just kind of like look up the quest or something. And and it's a it's a great it's a great page. So I, I've never gone wrong using it. Oh for sure. Um, other than that, I mean, you know, no quests of note. I, I did a quest for um, Willandria in the Rift. Sees the uh, I don't know the mage over there or something or other uh i got a bunch of crap that she left all around skyrim she's insane yeah clearly uh so clearly because when i had to go all over skyrim to pick up her garbage that she needed for like a potion or something and what i get as a reward is like four scrolls she's like oh i got this really nice reward for you i'm like thanks lady for like the four scrolls so in any event um you know been wandering around the rift the pale quite a bit in game Offed a few farmers, skinned a few polar bears, explored underwater. Not much there. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Been having a good time. Good time indeed with my Argonian. Fair enough. Hey, uh, what about the crafting table, man? Oh, we've had a lot of discussion between table. fans about this, so this is a good one to bring up this week. Yeah. Um. So this this comes to us from uh, Robert H, who is uh, an emailer this week. Um. As basically a suggestion, all right? Now, Robert H. was having some difficulty playing Morrowind since the game's getting a little old, getting on in years. Um, but he wanted to experience, you know, the quests and the lore and play it. So his solution was to download a mod called Morrowblivion. And Robert describes this as, and I quote Robert, uh, takes all the files from Morrowind and then updates it to use the Oblivion engine. And they're also working on a Skyrim version for both Morrowind and Oblivion to use the Skyrim engine. This comes from from Robert H. Uh, You're going to find it at morrowblivion.com. That's M-O-R-R-O-B-L-I-V-I-O-N.com. And uh, doing a little checking on there, they they tell you two very, very important things. Uh, Number one, you must own and install Skyrim. 
excuse me, Morrowind. <laughs> you must own and install Skyrim, and you must also own and install Oblivion. Uh, Oblivion as well. Correct. You got to have both of the uh, Game of the Year editions, which comes with all the DLC. Got to have those. Um, now they describe their mod. As, as this, uh, Mar Oblivion is an additional content, a mod, for the uh, video game Oblivion. It's for Oblivion, okay, released by Bethesda in 2006. Mar Oblivion project seeks to merge the content from the previous game, Morrowind, into the more modern gaming engine of Oblivion. Uh, ownership of the games is required. you got to have both in order to play it. Um, the player only actually plays... Morrowind using the Oblivion game and not the older Morrowind game. This means that the user interface, combat, graphics, and system requirements for the Mar for Mar Oblivion mod are those of Oblivion and not Morrowind. So just be aware of that. Um, you got to have both games if you're going to get this, um, but it certainly amps up the uh, the look and feel of, of Morrowind. I might have to do this. That would uh, actually get rid of a few of my complaints about Mar. Yeah, that's uh, maroblivion.com. Done and done. And uh, sorry, I was just checking out the site. I think the the Skyrim version that you were talking about um, is uh oh man, I just lost it. Never mind. Just continue. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I'm saving the best for last, which is a huge joke because everyone knows that my story sucked. But anyway. I'm going into my play this week. Yay! Yay! I actually decided to go last this time. Uh. Alright, here's the deal. I had trouble with mods of Skyrim because my operating system crashed on Sunday. So I had to do a whole new operating system, Windows 8. So all my mods were out of sync and I had to do figure out which ones were working, which weren't. So I didn't even bother actually getting any playtime with Skyrim. That unfortunately. Um, and I still haven't forgiven Morrowind. So I didn't play it all this week. Oh. Instead, I was kind of obsessed with Oblivion. That's, that's my boy. What I did. Well, at and least you got obsessed about 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 something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shank, you would know this. What's the uh, northernmost town just or above the Empire, Imperial City? Bruma. Bruma. Right. I went there. Wow. Just, How the hell do you know that off the top of your head? He's a think. He is the Oblivion addict of the network. So I knew he would know that. That's the point. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I went there. To make one point, because there are a ton of Argonians in that town, a ton. So I made a point to go there to befriend every single Argonian using that little wheel thing in Oblivion in that town, due to the unfortunate, the unfortunate speciesism that Shank has put on this network. That's I'm done. I'm. <laughs> see, all right, see ya. I feel. <laughs> I feel they are simply misunderstood, overgrown frogs with turtle mothers. It's it's a simple misconception. What? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so they all love me now. And I love them for what they are: weird lizards. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you were saying that, I just I all I heard was that they're the scur of the earth. But continue. <laughs> anyway, I am now nearly finished with the Knights of the Nine the quest chain and I gotta say it is very very fascinating and last week we had a confusion about how many pieces there were there's eight because apparently Talos is too good for any armor piece or weapon he has to go for a blessing yeah yeah, he's the best divine man 
He has to have a blessing yeah. because he doesn't believe in the moral perils of the modern world. Yep, because he's a god. Like armor. Come on. Well, do you know why, though? Because <clears throat> he's not a god. Well, in Oblivion in Time, he way. is, but he was actually a man that, like, ascended, which is oh, just I know like... The story, dude. I'm playing Nice the Nine. Come on. I'm just Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. That's, he's, no, no, he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. sake Joe, of everybody, go ahead. Joe, it's not the Knights of the Eight. I know. Yeah. Oh, lawyer. <laughs> all right, moving on. <clears throat> so I got all the pieces, finally. But the biggest pain in the neck piece to get was that stupid shield. Because there were these retarded puzzles that you have to do. And you had to, like, if you weren't exploring everything, anything, and look at these uh, conjuring scrolls that they had hints of what to do. Like, there's this one room where <clears throat> there's a gate, and there was these uh, 12 pressure plates in three and four rows. So you had to figure out what order to do it. And what I know they said something about the candles, but I saw two one candles, one two candle, and one three candle. I was like, what? So I knew it had to be some order with the candles based on the number of candles, but there was two one candles, so it kind of confused me at first. So what I did is I was going over the pressure plates, and I was hearing a different tone as you stepped on them. And the pressure plate that was the right one had a more of a dull thud to it. And I, when I looked at that, compared to what the candles were, it made sense to me. What the candles were saying is what, from left to right, which one was the actual plate. So if there was one candle in that row, it was the first plate. If there was two candles, it was the middle plate. If it was three, three candles, it was the far right plate. Oh, oh that's very clever. So using the, the sound of the, of the plates, I went through and it was easily got through that one. But the final one that was kind of janky was this stupid room that has these, like, statues that remind me of something like the Justice statues, but without blindfolds. The Justice statues? Yeah, anyway, yeah, like the women that have, like, a, the s- scales and something else, a sword in one hand, blindfolded. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they had these chests um, at their feet, and there was something like ten of them in that room, I say between eight and ten, and there was one chest with one bigger statue right in the center. Well, right. you go on that up to that chest with a pressure plate that at first doesn't seem like you do anything. You open that, that chest and there's an item in it. Some body part or piece of the some dismembered dude from long ago. I'm assuming it's one of the nine. Anyway. <laughs> 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 so okay. when you when, when you pick up the item, one of the chests, something above one of the chests glows. Whether it be, I saw a gem in one, and the other one was some like soul stone. And I got, those are the only two I kept on getting no matter what I did, which was irritating the sin out of me. But I figured it out by a random circumstance. I kept on getting the helmet, and it, it never gave me the hint where the helmet was, just where the stupid gem and the soul stone was. So I figured out, what I, it came pretty easily, that I had to put that helmet in one of those chests, and it would activate it. I got it wrong four times, to where it didn't do crap, and I kept on going back, and it kept on giving me like either the sword or the helmet, and it never showed me the sword or the helmet. So... I eventually figured out which ones they were, and then I got the jam, and I got the soul stone. And the screwed up thing about this is when I put the, the jam and the soul stone in their proper chest, and the whole statue lit up and turned around, blah, 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 is that it kept on showing me the gem and the soul stone. Yeah. When I would go get the item to put another item in one of those random stupid chests all over the place, even though I placed the gem and the soul stone already in their proper their chest, they kept on showing me it anyway. So when you pick up an item up out of the main chest... To place it in one of those chests, it would glow an icon above one of those chests to tell you this is where this one goes. We kept on doing the same two nonstop. So I had to guess everything. Eventually, after an hour of pulling my teeth out, I did get it. 
And um, I don't have any hair left from playing Morwin last week. <laughs> <clears throat> Sounds uh, <clears throat> uh, tough. It wasn't tough. It was just annoying. Oh. I got through that, got the stupid shield, and it's actually a really nice shield. I mean, I got all the pieces and I'm wearing them. I feel kind of epic. I was wearing, you know, this really garbage leather armor, light armor, and I'm only level 5. Which, speaking of which, was interesting. I'm almost level 6. I was level 3 when I, was, I started playing the game this week, and I realized, like, oh yeah, I have to level up, and after about two and a half hours of playing. So I went to a nearest end, slept, leveled up, and I went back and checked it, and it's like, how far am I from my next level? And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's full. So <laughs> I had to go back there. in there yeah. and sleep <laughs> again. <laughs> you leveled up three times. <laughs> Pretty much. Now, Joe, are you going to play with a shield uh, for in Oblivion? I'm going to do the Knights of the Nine Sword and Shield for when I do up close. But I'm using, I'm primarily all archery. Okay, well, uh, just a suggestion. Uh, if you want to do some more, like, shield and stuff, there's a shield in Oblivion called the Escutcheon of Coral. Well, that yeah. shield is the best shield in the game. And if you, for per- up close and personal stuff, like, especially against mages, it's it's phenomenal. So... If you want to, like, if you feel like going exploring for that, it's totally worth it, dude. Thine own armor says I must use a Knight of the Nine shield. Okay. It is written. (laughs) 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 Nave. All right, so you all, yeah, that's an idea. I mean, there's still, you know, crap ton of oblivion I haven't touched. I haven't even stepped into the Imperial City since I escaped the sewers. Oh, you will, my friend. You oh, will. Oh, I know Trust I will. I'm going to do, do Dark the... Brotherhood. You will. <laughs> oh, Dark Brotherhood. Oh, that's kind of a conflict of this night's in the. I'm 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 a complete hodgepodge of weirdness right now. I'm like this lead of the Knights of the Nine, wearing this epic like, thou all awesome armor, and I feel like a some kind of epic knight, but I'm a an agent. So I'm a you know, cold-hearted killer, who puts on a pretty face. So it doesn't really kind of fit with the whole nice and the nine thing, but it's try RPing that. <laughs> it's been weird, and what's the funny thing is, is during my little live stream this morning, I couldn't help but RP the entire damn thing. Was we were going through, I was going through a dungeon for to kill this this specter. They had the sword. The last pieces I had to get was a sword, and this this evil specter had it and killed the previous guy that went to go get it. And <clears throat> which brings me to another point is that before that, in order to get the gauntlets, they were in this church that were like had candles around them and no one could lift them up. That's because the douchebag who was one of the nine who originally was had him kill an innocent inside the church, and they dropped off his hand, and no one could they cursed his family. So one of his family members is in that church. That's a bad thing. And they had to go get that curse rid off of him. Well, this the lead of the church knew about this curse apparently, but was too chicken. Where's my sensor here? There's a sensor. Okay, but that's the wrong program. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to use another term for it, but chicken shite, if you will, to actually cure him himself. The reason is, is that in order, there's no the only way to cure him is to take the the curse on yourself. Apparently, the curse was some kind of epic fatigue curse, so you're oh, always tired yes. and whatnot. So I said, well, you know, since you're such a chicken and a loser, I'll go ahead and do it. So I went over to the pedestal, prayed, and got the blessing to do it. Lay your hands. There's your palate in a moment, Varwin. Yeah, exactly. So I went down the, into the basement and cured the guys like running around the room. Oh my gosh! And as Dave said it, he looks like a twelve-year-old with a forty-year-old voice. Dude, he sounded like Barry White. 
Yeah, baby. Yeah, okay. something like that. So he, he eventually winds up <laughs> being one of my knights. Apparently, at some point, I'm some kind of Knights of the Nine lead or whatever, head knight, so people want me to knight them, which is another odd experience for me, being an agent. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, dude, whatever. You feel, you swear fealty, you love me, whatever. Okay, you're a knight. So he goes and gets in his knight knight garb, and he comes with me for this one to get the sword. And the guy was irritating his sin, mind you. Constantly doing the whole random, I'm going to attack you. Thine are evil! But, um, so I was RPing that whole cave down there, and it was quite interesting. And I think people were in the chat room were begging me to stop. I think Dave was, too. <laughs> Why? Because you were, you were role-playing your, yeah. your character? Thine well, no, evil no, zombies! No. <clears throat> what? Because he was making weird voices... These zombies ah. are evil. Thine own hand will smite these zombies forever. Speaking of the zombies, I made them a pincushion. These things have amazing health. I don't know what the WTF they're called in Oblivion. There's some weird name for them, like, kind of like Draugr and Skyrim. Dread zombies? No, it was something else. I bit their Lick. corpse. Netherlick? Whatever. Anyway, they're ugly, <laughs> they're stupid, and they have a whole lot of hit points. I could see why the chat room was asking you to discontinue that form of conduct. <laughs> My voice was... Anyway, um... <laughs> wow! <laughs> uh, shield bash. <laughs> so I, I literally had to use so many arrows, and my grouping was spot on, mind you, that they look like zombie pines, a.k.a. a zombified two-legged porcupine. Mm. By the time they were dead. And I was trying to take a screenshot of it because there were so many arrows sticking out of it you couldn't see the zombie. And I was, yeah, they're so slow and stupid, it's just, you know, kite him and paying him to death, but it took forever. Eventually killed him, and one thing I, I ran into earlier than that was these ghosts in a basement. And I found out, of course, that you can't use melee weapons on a ghost. So yeah. it kicked my butt, and my little flare spell wasn't doing well, jack well, to him. I'm sorry, can no, I just, can no, I just no, butt in real no, quick? No. no. Okay. Because I know what you're going to say. I'm going to say it anyway. Okay, go ahead, Shank. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was raising my hand. Um, so you actually can use melee, but in Oblivion, uh, it only works if you have an enchanted uh, weapon. So like you could have like the most jack sword, but if there's no enchantments on it, it's going to go right through the ghost. Yeah, I know, but it also works on silver weapons apparently. Mm-hmm. So I found a silver bow. Nice. <laughs> Yay! Doesn't it look sick? It does. Why, actually, why would a silver bow hurt a ghost? Who cares? It just works. It works in Twilight, Dave. Because okay. silver bullets kill werewolves. Therefore, yeah, anything made of silver should kill a ghost. No, no, danger weapons can do it, too. You're not throwing the bow with the ghost? Well, I had silver arrows. I only had five of them, though. I was paranoid because I was shooting this, this main ghost, this main specter with a sword. With the five silver arrows, I'm like, oh, gosh, if I'm running out of arrows, it's not going to work. And I was like, wait, it's a silver bow. Maybe it'll just you know, ooze its silverness onto my iron arrows. And sure enough, it did. Oh my god. So I was able to kill this specter by kiting around the room. He was really, really easy. I think the rat that I met after him was a lot harder. Breaking my version. <clears throat> and I kid you not, there's just some kind of epic rat that appears after you kill a specter for some reason that dodges my arrows better than anything else in the game. This thing is gnawing at my ankles. I'm shooting arrow after arrow at it. Just tink, tink, tink off the Frickin' floor around it. And if that thing took a third of my life before I killed it. Well, did you ask it nicely to stand still? I tried. It wouldn't listen. 
Thine rat must stay still. Wow, that's right? awful. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> Wait, it was a rat? Yeah. They what got hella that? dodge, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Man. You know, it takes a while. But, uh, yeah, that was my oblivion time. And I'm on the last part of it. I have to go kill some other big dude. After, after I kill him once, I have to go into the spirit world and kill him again. That's like dude. a double dose of awesome death. Hearing Killing. you go through Knights of the Nine is just like, oh, it's so awesome. Because, like, your playthrough experience is so different than what happened to me. So it's it's so cool. Like, I'm pretty excited. I can't, like, Steven wait to... said that. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shank. Sorry, I'm bad. No, no, no. I was just saying, like, it's really cool hearing your experience of Knights of the Nine. Because it's, it's so different than how I played it the first couple times. So it's super cool, like, hearing it from an outsider's perspective like that. It's awesome. Steven said, I do the worst impressions. I said, yeah, yeah I do. But that's mostly on purpose. Did he You're hear welcome. my orc impression from a week ago or two weeks ago? <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Um, oh, we got something awesome to do. We have our dev question of the week, ladies and gents. Um, and we've got a little soundbite to play of a video. And i got to say, this girl's hot. Why, yeah. didn't, why didn't I meet her when we were there? Because I wasn't there. I- I'm yelling at the staff for not letting me meet this girl. Anyway. Honestly. I'm going to play this video right now, and we're going to listen, and we're going to answer. Ready? Set? Go! Hi, I'm Aliza Rosen, and I'm a social agent for The Elder Scrolls Online. We recently released a wallpaper of Wayrest, the capital city of the Daggerfall Covenant. We haven't seen Wayrest since The Elder Scrolls II, Daggerfall. What's your favorite memory from that game? And there's your question. Shank, go! I know you're chomping the bit. My favorite question from Daggerfall is... I, I, I need to play it. Right. Right. Gotcha. Anyway, Varwin. Um, I I, uh, I never played Daggerfall. Neither have um, I. Neither have so We're screwed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... Um, I'll make one up. Daggerfall was uh, probably one of the best games I've never played. And hopefully one day... I, I will play it. And my favorite memory uh, was when I created my character for the first time in Daggerfall. And um, I was a prisoner to start off with. <laughs> what? Um, I broke through my binds and uh, walked into the world of Daggerfall. And there it was, all, all in front of me, just waiting to be explored. Just all uh, these daggers falling yeah, everywhere. Falling everywhere. I was like, wow, this place is... Uh, my first, my first thought was this place is hot. Daggerfall, oh, it's warm. You know, um, before you get really weird and <laughs> way off base here, yeah. The someone in the chat room said who has played it said that uh, their favorite part was let me see, uh, the nudity in the churches. Whoa, whoa! All right, I'm, all right, I'm getting this game. Carissi <laughs> Mario just, said Daggerfall had nudity in the churches. That's his favorite part. <laughs> nice. All right, guys, I gotta go. Uh. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm checking online to see uh, you know if we can still actually uh, download Daggerfall. You can. Well, I think anyway. Elder Scrolls. Yeah, the in the back rooms of the Diabella churches. Those aren't really churches in the proper sense. Depends on what you're worshiping. Giggy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I found I found Daggerfall uh, setup.exe on the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. 
and uh, that is uesp.net. Uh, um, I, I don't know if this this thing works or not, but I mean, you know, for those of you out there who have not played Daggerfall and would like to to generate a memory of awesomeness by playing this game, uh, you might be able to go there. Uh, it's something that that I have found. I can tr- I trust uh, unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. I trust this place, so I'm going to end up downloading this thing and see if it works. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, since we really can't answer that one, and you know, legitimately, what about Dave? What's what's Dave's? All right, Dave. What's your answer on this? My favorite memory of Daggerfall oh, <laughs> is finding out about its existence about three weeks ago. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, Elder Scrolls Two! They did make one. They didn't skip to three. <laughs> I thought the three was just a marketing ploy, but you yeah. know, like Street Fighter Two. Yeah, no, there right. was an actual Street Fighter One. Yeah. No one <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it was a size. And never mind. I'm not going to it anyway. <laughs> we do have one more email left. And this is from Colton D. And he says... Dave, go ahead. Uh, it's from Colton. Jeez, can you make me read all the things? Colton D. says... Let me find the thing. Here you go. Alright, here it goes. Colton D. says... Hey guys, I was wondering how to download Old Burge Skyrim off-record podcasts on a Mac because it does not show them in iTunes. Also, I really like the show, and if you could email me instead of saying it over the show, that would be great. Thanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we responded in in turn to Colton, but he does ask a very good question. Um, we do apologize for the the lack of episodes on our iTunes page. You know, uh, this is episode fifty one. There should be fifty episodes on there, but. Um, I think there's what, like ten or fifteen, Joe. It's our website hosting that's the issue. Um, yeah. There's a data limit how much we can post and have it attached to our RSS feed. So it's actually our web hosting that's the issue, and they won't let us. It won't let us do all of them at once, unfortunately. We're looking in ways of fixing this, but as of right now, though, you can go to where, Ivarlin? I uh, go to our website, elderscrollsofftherecord.com great place to uh to, to get them all they're they're all right there you click on the podcast button and uh, they'll, they'll all be there for you and uh you can download them to either your computer or straight to your uh your mobile device or you can stream them from from there as well so uh if you're if you're interested in hearing some of our older shows even all the way back to when the show was skyrim off the record uh they are all there and you can listen to them all I highly recommend listening to episode one just for the entertainment factor of our new our noobness. <laughs> Back in the day when we first started this this show as a test. Yep. Alrighty. Well, there is no lore segment tonight, unfortunately, because Lou is not with us. Poor he is Lou. here in spirit, even though he is in agonizing pain. I know that pain, buddy. I know it too well. Um, oh God! You scared <clears throat> the crap out of me. Why? You said he was here in spirit. spirit. My first thought was, Lou's dead! Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, man. Dave, no. check your attic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, scared me. Five-star review shout-outs. Shank. Yeah. From America, we have Big Daddy CD and Chris F., and from UK, which is where Hogwarts is, no, we have no, Dave not again. Lump. 
Fire. You will never do five star review shout outs again. How dare you insult our fans in the UK like that? Okay, look at it this way from UK, where Hermione lives. She's legit. He's hot. All right. All right. Final thoughts. I have absolutely no idea what the name of this episode, so I'm going to spend my next hour figuring that out. It was another fun, awesome episode, guys. Thanks. And Dave, thanks for putting up with that awesome stench in your room. Oh, I actually cured it. Nice. Nice. I, I, I lit tea candles, and it, 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 I totally look like I'm trying to lure someone to my, my bed, but I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, then. Uh, Varwin. Uh, final thoughts. Yeah. Uh, after this, I'm uh, I'm gonna play some more Morrowind. That's what I'm gonna do because uh, I'm having a lot of fun with that game, and uh, and that is it. Nice, yeah. Dave. I'm uh, actually I probably am gonna be playing Morrowind because <laughs> now I'm finally able to to play the dang thing. I'm thinking maybe I'll try to get killed by a front end of a dinosaur again. Right. Now that Dave learned how to read his quest journal. <laughs> If they meant it for reading, they wouldn't put it in the game. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Shank? Final thoughts. Um, after this show, probably going to grab some pizza, or za, as they, the kids say down in Austin. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm super, super excited. Um, I, every time I see news about ESO, it just makes me more and more excited. And especially, like, hearing... Uh, you know, you, you guys play like Morrowind. I mean, I feel like we have a really diverse group of uh, games that we're playing. Like between the three, the three, uh, I guess more recent Elder Scrolls games. So it's really cool. I, I love like listening to that. So look forward to more Elder Scrolls off the record, man. Yeah, yeah. You. Yeah. All righty. How to reach us, Ivarwin? I'm letting you have the reins on this again this week. All right, taking up the reins. Here we go. How to reach us? Elderscrollsofftherecord.com. Elderscrollsofftherecord.com. That's our website, Elderscrollsofftherecord.com. I'm immediately regretting my decision right now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> record.com is our website. Go there for everything Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls Off the Record. We've got unbelievable news and opinions article that are, that are coming out every single week. Our podcast great stuff elder scrolls off the record.com questgamingnetwork.com is our portal site for our wonderful shows here at the quest gaming network you can find our host journals there certainly elder scrolls podcasts uh minecraft off the record podcasts um all of the uh the different videos that that we've been doing lately joe we've been we've been posting there as well right it helps if i don't Oh jeez! Uh, uh, maybe I maybe uh, links to our our uh, YouTube page as well. Uh, if you like to email the show, you can find us at Elder Scrolls Off the Record at Gmail Our YouTube site is youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Uh, you can listen to Elder Scrolls Off the Record on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. Yes, even Zoom, that old thing. And if none of that works for you and you want to use your very own RSS or podcast reader, you can get our RSS feed off of our website and you can listen to all of our wonderful episodes 
via whatever application you choose. We recommend Podkicker or RSS Demon. You can find that on the Google Play Store. But certainly anything that you have will will work as well via our RSS feed on our website, which, test, what is it? ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. There you go. Uh, don't forget our other shows, Minecraft Off The Record Live, records Sundays at 7 p.m. And QGN Community Cast, recorded every other Friday. Yeah, I think they might be switching every Friday. I don't know. Oh, good. <clears throat> Hope they do. Uh, Twitter. If Twitter's your thing and you want to reach us via Twitter, the Elder Scrolls Off the Record has a Twitter account. It is at Elder Scrolls OTR. Follow us for all of the up-to-minute Elder Scrolls news, exclusive opinions, and news articles featured only on our website. You get a daily dose of lore topics and humor as well. Elder Scrolls Off the Record, where Tamriel lives, at Elder Scrolls OTR. Joe is at the widget W-I-G-I-T. I'm Evarwin. You can follow me at Evarwin. E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B. G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-11B. Dave is at D-Enforce. D-I-E-N Force A little late on my cue. Sorry. (laughs) Pause for dramatic effect. Yeah. And Shank is at Shank the Tank. S-H-A-N-K T-H-T-A-N-K You spelled the wrong. Yeah, the was already taken, so I had to misspell some stuff. Yeah. Right. Anyway. Hello Schools Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. And I just want to say, foos for all you all next week. Take care, everyone. Be safe. Don't forget, Elder Scrolls lives right here on Elder Scrolls Off the Record. <laughs> Later, y'all. Till next time, guys. Shadow hide you. Wow, those uh, almost naked block women. Kind of hot, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, was I thinking totally too. do her in the rectangle. I know. All right, I'm starting my game. Give me one I think, second. Oh, I think geez. the most important question is: Ladies. Was the naked man there? He was. Dude, he was definitely there. I don't even want to talk about the naked man. He was my landmark. As soon as I saw him, I'm like, I gotta go south. <laughs> <laughs> That's something to <laughs> say, you know. I saw a naked man. I had to go south. And uh, I would just like to welcome you all to uh, Shank Off the Record. And uh, tonight we're going to be listening to a great selection of jazz here by uh, Robbie Coltrane, who in fact played Hagrid. His instrument of choice is, of course, his um, umbrella. Yeah, and here here is a uh, musical selection from his piece, um, Harry Potter's Demise at the Hand of the Bludger, Bludgeon, in E minor. Ready? <coughs> Coming up for you. Just a reminder, you're listening to Shank Off the Record. Uh, this is the Midnight Q edition. Coming up on Shank Off the Record after the break, we have Evarwin. Talks about his great collection of um, toy soldiers. He's going to show us where he hides them later. Intent, it's somewhere on his person. And um, 
Later we're gonna have Dave show us some exfoliation on his pigtails with um, a couple of you know products to sports, particularly his leopard skin thong that uh, we were talking about last week. And it's gonna be pretty nice. We're just gonna drink some chamomile tea as he takes us through the cadences of exfoliating his pigtails whilst wearing his leopard skin thong. And then we're going to have conclude with uh, Joe the Widget Wilson taking us through his gameplay of Oblivion, particularly noting the flora and fauna of the wonderful continent and uh, province of Cyrodiil. As he takes us through his playthrough, he's going to be discussing how he's killed and skinned deer, and in fact used that for his bathrobe. Unfortunately, Lydia caught him coming out of some other rival woman's house with the leopard skin or the deer skin bathrobe, and he was fired. So yeah, we are uh, just about to wrap up, you know, midnight queue here. Just uh, killing some time until the other hosts come back, but until... You guys are all mine. <laughs> Sleepover, I have a onesie that I have, a pajama onesie. I'm out in been- Buffalo. Oh my goodness, <clears throat> and we can do nails. Land party. Oh my goodness. Land God, party in at Joe's house in Buffalo. Get over here. Oh, I'm definitely bringing my onesie to your house. Yeah. I have a full magazine that we can just, you know, just... Everybody, just I'm bringing the box wine. <laughs> oh, my God. Red Bull coffee and skooma. Oh. All right, I got to go pick out my nail polish for this. Hold on, guys. <laughs> Ruby red works best for your eyes, just saying. Magenta! <laughs> I generally prefer the burnt cyan, but that's just me. Wait, so Mistress says she's going to spa us at the slumber party. What, what does that mean? What does that mean? Facials, you know, manicures. <gasps> oh my god, really? Oh my god, I definitely need... I'm down. Mask on my face again. Just put some cucumber slices and honey, you're good to go. Oh, it'd be wonderful. I need. I definitely need an exfoliation and a lift a little bit. Oh my god. The bags under his eyes are getting to him. It's been a oh while since I've full exfoliation. You're making me itch for a pumice stone right Steven, now. Steven, I have. Someone bring the when. <laughs> oh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Justin, bring the pumice stone. David needs something. <laughs> Pumice stone. Who's <laughs> 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 <laughs>